This is an example of the sort of mental gymnastics that I do. This is the this is this is overweight man brain where I'm like, oh, I'm hungry, but it's like midnight. I don't want to order McDonald's. That would be that'd be gross. I don't want to keep doing that. I don't want to keep being that person. I'm going to order Subway. I'm going to get Subway instead. <laughs> It'll be a nice sandwich. What sandwich will I get? Yeah. The meatball one. Let's put pepperoni <laughs> on it. <laughs> and some green peppers. <laughs> you can get it with you could get it with flatbread. I could, but I definitely don't. And I definitely get Italian herbs and cheese. But got a carbo load for my night terrors. <laughs> Welcome, 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 everybody. It's Saturday morning, <laughs> Tuesdays. We're an adult, real, animated cartoon about children's <laughs> adult live action. I don't know. We're lost. We're lost in the keywords here, everybody. We're lost in yeah. the SEO. Yeah, but don't worry. This is our third, third one. So this is our. This is it. This we'll is be the back finale. to cartoons. We'll be back to cartoons. It's it's live action week. We're doing more Super Sentai. I mm-hmm. couldn't be happier to introduce you to this week. Uh, first, let me bring in the boys because I'm Rory and I'm Andy and I'm Austin. That's how we always do it. I'm so sorry. I the 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 SEO jungle somewhat. Um, <laughs> oh, jungle. Somewhat Jungle. loosened my my uh, radio presence. Did somebody say the magic word? Did somebody say the Pee Wee Herman word? <laughs> I think you found the Pee Wee Herman word. <laughs> we call it the Pee. We call it the Pee Wee word. You said it. It's Jungle, and I'm furious about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think everybody. I think every one of our listeners now at this point is clued into what we watched this week. I was going to say it's <laughs> also furious. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, we, we uh, definitely know. Because we watched we watched Power Rangers Jungle Fury, and its Japanese counterpart, Juken Geki Ranger. Is that the correct Japanese title? If I if yeah, I fucked J- it up, Juken Juken Sentai Geki Ranger. Juken Sentai yeah. Geki Ranger. Yeah. Oh, Geki Ranger, be still yeah. my heart. Oh man, you guys, <laughs> this was a great way to end it. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to talk about both these shows today. Uh, now, before we jump into either of them, you you specifically wanted to get Geki Ranger in the show, is that right? Yeah, basically as as one of the few from the deep from the deep middle of the of the series uh, that me and Andy have a little bit of knowledge of. We watched we watched. There's I'm assuming it's made for TV, but there is a Geki Ranger film that is full bananas. That yeah, I there's a couple and of did you ones. just sort of hear about it by reputation that it was bananas and worth no, watching? No, uh, the algorithm gave it to me as I was <laughs> playing, the, <laughs> playing the theme song on repeat because it blasts. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and then I forgot to restart it and then the movie showed up and I was like, I think I dropped it in our Discord uh, and was like, oh, maybe it was our some old Facebook group, but I was like, everybody maybe. watches right away. And uh, Austin was completely nonplussed, and Andy watched it. 
<laughs> I yeah, Geki Ranger seems very much like I don't know. It, from the outside, it definitely seems like the if not the it feels weird to say the maturation of Super Sentai because it has clearly stayed really really stupid uh, and and very fun. But like I don't know, just sort of like you know, thirty some thirty one series into Super Sentai, they're like. We know you're along for the ride. We're just going to kind of do some crazy shit and it's going to be great. And I appreciate their their like willingness to not literally just like, I mean, obviously they're all carbon copies, but like they keep having fun on top of the carbon copy. So you can I, tell. I, I, yeah, I'm sure that this has been a slow progression, but I, I noticed significant changes from from the first that we watched, certainly. And even from even from last week. So. But I don't want to. I don't want to speak too far out of school until we sure. get into the into the episode proper. I I have a little. Um, I don't know. I've been mulling more in Power Rangers in the last couple of days, and this is a little inside mean, baseball. Do you, we, I'm we, sorry. Do you mean specifically Power Rangers, like the American versions, or all uh, yeah, the entire on, genre? On all of it, all? but also specifically Power Rangers. But a little inside baseball. We recorded our first two episodes of this arc like all in one week, and so I haven't. I don't know. I haven't had time to like sit with it. Uh, um, sure. But, you know, on reflection, I we completely forgot, maybe you didn't, but I completely forgot that they made a Power Rangers reboot movie in oh, yeah. 2017. Oh, no. Oh, I, yeah. I, so we have, it, Th- it hasn't they, come on our show. I watched that in theaters and I loved it. I fucking I loved it. I hear it's good. I hear it's pretty good. It's got Brian it's, Cranston's head in it, right? It's Brian, yeah. yeah, Brian Cranston, who I think I mentioned on this <laughs> podcast, has a, his early career was playing... Uh, Power Rangers monsters in yeah, in, yeah. His voicing suits voicing or makeup monsters. or voices yeah. Um, yeah so he gets to play uh, Zordon and <laughs> it it so the the movie's not I I I can't sit here and tell you that they were snubbed for an Oscar um, <laughs> but for all of the sort of reboot slash IP cash in slash nostalgia porn for 90s kids they managed to make something that i consider um really good at at doing that well like the transformers movies the ninja turtles movies, those are both michael bay and those are both pretty widely panned but like mm-hmm. they also are not good at their stated at their stated goal right which is to be something for the people who enjoyed them first mm-hmm. <laughs> And the Power sure. Rangers movie, they they bring back some of the actors as like old older characters. Some of them play potential Power Rangers in in sequels that I don't think are happening. <laughs> and sure. and they uh, they remixed the original song for uh, as the battle music. the The 2017 Power Rangers movie is a shitload of fun, especially if you had any had any enjoyment from the from the series as a child like it's sure and it's legit good and it's it's it, it's very representative i guess in a way that the both both sort of recodifies power rangers problematic color coding uh-huh. um, right and right. even for any western hollywood movie in general at this point i that's the vibe that i got with in, and and that's why I didn't see the movie is because I, as we've talked about, have no history with Power Rangers, and so I was like, "This isn't for me." 
and yeah, I that know that. Maybe true. I I don't know what it's like to watch it as somebody who doesn't give a shit about Power Rangers. If you mm-hmm, did, mm-hmm. I would I would call it the most successful '90s nostalgia cash in film that there, that exists. And I and I found it quite delightful. Dang, nice. Uh, Sadam recommends Power <laughs> Rangers the movie 2017. Uh, they're going to be so happy that they got our seal of approval. They can put that yeah. in the DVD cases. There you go. Um, also, last thought is I was just the other day, I was at a pumpkin patch with my little niece um, and my brother, and a group of children couldn't be older than eight, like nine children or so walking in a group, all at the same time synchronized, shouted out, go, go, Power Rangers. Like several times, Whoa. just like all synchronized in the old way, in the ways, in the ways of my youth. Um, yeah, that's these, nice. These that's young neat. children are, are, and it, it is just, it was, it was heartening to know that some things do not change and that the, the Power Rangers riff in that sense is eternal. I guess I so, which is interesting because that. We know from experience, unless they brought it back, that that song is not used widely. Right. No, I know. <laughs> That's crazy. I I kind of, I don't know. In, in any other context, like if we've been talking about like, if this was our, our favorite, our favorite sort of flogging post or whatever, Disney, and we'd be talking about like loving Mickey Mouse or something being eternal, like I feel like we'd be feeling sour about it. But there's something like, there's something kind of like underdog about this weird franchise that kind of makes it appealing that it's still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it literally must be just the perfect formula for an eight-year-old. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was, it's <laughs> alchemy. It, 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 is, it is a perfect alchemy. It's very strange. I, I wish, oh, but wait a minute. Is, is Power Rangers still owned by Disney? Did I, did I forget that? I don't know. Is that still a Disney property? Hold on. I have no idea. Oh, no. Let me find out. The most recent one is Dino Fury. No. Disney's not involved anymore. Phew. Okay. Well, now that I know that, I think I think it's probably time that we get in this, huh? Let's dive right in. Jouken. <laughs> All right, everybody. I know you're really, really upset that I faded out on that theme song, so um, I'm fading back in. Listen to the rest. <laughs> yeah,
Oh, what a bop. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Jiken Sentai Gekudenja. We watched episode one, uh, which we did not do for the other one. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then we did. Spoiler alert. Uh, we'll get uh, into that conversation. We'll get into that conversation in part two. But the we, audible we that start... we called halfway <laughs> I like through. That, I like that it's two spoilers, but one kind of completely negates the need to mention that either are spoilers. <laughs> but I'm here for it. You guys are deep in the lore now. <laughs> oh, man. So this is this was episode one of Jiken Sentai Gekudenja. Nicey nice wild fist is the translation that we got in the yep. subtitled version that I found. John Kondo, a wild boy raised by tigers, is brought in by the SCRTC company to become a member of the Geki Ranger after their rival school, Rinjuken Akugata. I'm not... I, can't read that very well. They, they, they translate that later as something else. It's like the, the Predatory Beast Hall. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their rival school, the predatory, the predatory Beast Hall, gains the means to begin its revival. So this starts wild. And I'm going to abridge the beginning, which requires much more conversation. But <laughs> while it's, while okay. it's fresh in your mind, yes, the show starts on a feral child, a sort of Mowgli type. Um, yes. Tiger boy. <laughs> um. But you know how, it, uh, I guess, I, maybe I should, it's more apt to compare him to Tarzan, because you know how in Tarzan, they spend most of the movie trying to learn how to communicate with him and yeah. like teach him a, about humans and stuff? Uh, he speaks perfect Japanese, albeit with a strange affectation for calling things nicey-nice and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but perhaps more importantly, he gets bonked on the head and they just steal him from the from the jungle (laughs) (laughs) they really do he's like they didn't ask him he's so happy living with the panda bears (laughs) yes he wrestles panda bears every day he bites them on the nose and calls them family or some shit it's bananas yeah we we open very strong maybe the strongest opening of any i think anything filmed by human beings maybe (laughs) Um, is, is this tiger boy fully wrestling, uh, uh, men in panda bear suits (laughs) and yelling, I'm great. They do a lot of like green screen stuff in this show, which was fun because it was like, I, I, I was at first a little disheartened because it's less practical. Um, but the green screen is so, (laughs) it's so bad that you have to love it. It's so, it's so public access. I was here for it. Um, yeah. That being said, with the with with the special effects they now have in their arsenal, what they employ for the very first shot of the show is ten humans in panda bear costumes, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, they never lost a step. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I kind of feel like, in many ways, just in terms of like overall effect of what I'm watching, that this show's taken a step back from Abba Ranger, like. I, f- I feel like perhaps it's maybe some of that uncanny valley feel, but like the the more use of green screen and less use of the practical and like ridiculous explosions. And I stuff, felt like, the same. I felt the same that it's it feels like a quality decrease. Yeah. Uh, but what it didn't feel like was a quality decrease um the way that like cg does the way cg feels like mm-hmm. an attempt to be something that it fundamentally is not this still looked 
like th this show looked like it had it had the same quality of college kids making a movie right like <laughs> that, both both the original Jew Ranger and this I, I would I, I I believe had had that same comparative quality of yeah this is what this is what college kids could have made yeah totally dude it's so it's still so much fun it's so fun uh, yeah yeah while we're still yeah. here in, in the jungle with Jungle Boy with Jungle Boy John Jungle John <laughs> uh, <laughs> at one point. When so so the the inciting incident here is that there's this plane crash on his I don't know a, like a deserted paradise island hard to say I uh, got the impression and, they were in China especially from the sort of kung fu references and a city that looks a lot like the Forbidden City yeah or, it does uh, have a building that feel. I guess right um, and the pandas obviously yes uh, and the pandas but it, it it could be some mystical other place that has a vaguely Chinese feel that's well you know possible. what's actually kind of a fun thing i noticed in the credits is they mention in the japanese credits that there is a new zealand unit for film i did see that which is fun because they film power rangers in new zealand and, and several of the actors in jungle fury are kiwi deeply like. deeply kiwi yeah <laughs> um even if they're using america you know uh, their best attempts in american accents but no yes. i just i love the idea that maybe toei or Bandai or whatever, uh, the parent production company that they were filming stuff mm -hmm. in New Zealand where Power Rangers were and maybe, you know, a little more of that. Yeah, the collaboration. Um, collaboration, yeah. That's kind of fun. I want to point out, this is my favorite line, uh, he, he, he smells the plane before he sees the plane and he, he sniffs and goes, baddie bad. And then he sniffs and... some more and he goes, a smell is coming from the baddie bad. <laughs> and I thought maybe he shit himself. <laughs> it's really unclear. Now, speaking of baddie bads, uh, we have our <laughs> one of our villain reveals, which is the predatory mantis um, who uh. should go to prison, I guess. Um, <laughs> but. He, you know, he's he's a he's a nasty mantis bad guy. And then the their version of the putty patrol, they have a throwaway line that says that they are corpses. Is yeah, they're yeah. like reanimated corpses. It's, it's it is a throwaway <laughs> line, and it's not explained at all for the rest of the episode. But supposedly they're corpses. Supposedly yeah. they're corpses. They're very silly though. They they have this sort of <laughs> arms they, straight out <laughs> dance move that they do. They hop like bunnies, they hop everywhere. <laughs> they hop like bunnies, but they have arms like like zombies, like zombie arms out to the front, but hop hop everywhere. But they're like elbows scary. locked, like their their arms do not bend anywhere. No. And so, well, it's... until it's time to kung fu. But yes, when they're mm -hmm. when they're when mm -hmm. they're in sort of stiff as zombie a board, bunny what mode. is it? Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a board, something like that. <laughs> That's one um, interpretation. Yeah, they're very weird. Um, and then there's like uh, bracelets in a box. There's like magic bracelets. That are kind of like the the Shang Chi ten rings, and yeah, they go bit. to uh, they go to the Mantis guy, and he disappears by kind of piecing out st straight down into the floor. He does, yeah. he green screens right out of there. Um, but I, I also, so uh, like I said, yeah, the green screen is hilarious. Uh, also, it's kind of an interesting twist for a show that I expect to be basic as fuck. It's the good guys don't get the bracelets and spend the rest of the show defending them from a bad guy yeah. who wants them. He's just got them right away. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The the bracelets show up. I, w- I want to just at least make sure we say this because I want to bring it up again in segment two. But uh, sh- this woman named uh, Masaki Miki, um, she's like, the I guess some claw? sort of she's the leopard yeah, claw. Yeah, she's got leopard fist, and uh, she's, she's some sort of she, not quite fully indoctrinated Power Ranger, but she's got some. Power. Yeah, she claims to be retired, so who knows oh, if she I like the retiree part. Yeah, if she was once like one of these like badass rangers, but now she's older and high powered business lady, and she looks about twenty two. I know she does not look old, but she has old energy and dresses like she's fifty. <laughs> uh, but she's got this magic—not magic briefcase, but an intense briefcase—and it had the could bracelets be a magic in it. Briefcase. It, it was fun. Be. She has knows? a she has a sort of Jackie Chan style combat yes. scene where she has yeah, to where she's, she's her one arm is is tied holding the the briefcase. Yeah, it's really fun. I like it a lot. Um, anyway, she's who steals Jungle Boy and takes him somewhere, I guess, to mainland Japan. To some sort of government facility that is presumably not in the same country that she crashed in. <laughs> no, I don't know why she was there. They were definitely not in Japan. <laughs> so she Batmans this guy away. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sportswear company that I guess is serving as a front for their Geki Ranger outfit. Um, it's very strange. It's a very, I don't really know exactly what we're not given a lot about this concept, but they are in a business like office building. And yeah. then it also has a Geki Ranger training facility. Now there's also sort of a cutaway here to the villains where we learn about the major villains. Um, the hottest villains I think we've had on the <laughs> yeah. show yet. This is actually definitely hot. very hot. Uh, we have an incredibly hot boy who is, uh, Leo, I think. <laughs> Yes, Leo. Um, and he, I mean, he's like a full on like Final Fantasy J rocker. He's like a Gokto, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. He just has strong, strong Japanese rock energy. Um, and, and he's got this big like black lion fur and like a medieval, this sort of not quite medieval, but like a, you know, ancient armor and, and big swoopy hair and just, you know, Hot yeah. teen idol, teen idol villain power. Um, and, and his right hand, like assistant, is a really hot bug lady. Uh, melee chameleon. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're very fun. I, I wish that we'd gotten actually to spend time with them, but we basically spend the whole episode with the the mantis jobber. But the um, first thing, the first thing that uh, the, these two villains do is melee. sticks her long chameleon tongue out towards Leo (laughs) and he judo flips her by the tongue I think (laughs) also for some reason there's a melee is talking about his thirst his incredible thirst (laughs) just like (laughs) something will quench your thirst oh is this gonna get your thirst (laughs) so weird it's like wiggling her big tongue around him talking about how thirsty he is (laughs) yeah yeah, it's very, very sexual villains. Um, yeah, yeah. But if I thought that was exciting and fun, when we come back to the training center where mm-hmm. Jungle John has sort of been like, holy shit, you guys train Power Rangers here? What are those? This is awesome. These guys are awesome. Uh, there's an old cat man. Shafu. There's an old cat man named Shafu. And he is a... Uh, well, he's like a Yoda Muppet, 
and <laughs> his his face does not articulate in very many places. He is God, aggressively a puppet man. It's incredible. <laughs> and and I think the best part is that his his arms are big normal size and then they end in tiny little delicate kitty paws. <laughs> <laughs> like not big Mickey Mouse like glove paws, no. but like little tiny like you 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 know, like when you when you put your hands inside the sleeves of your jacket and then you have like little little paws. Little, little paws, <laughs> little paws sticking out. Like regular cat size paws. And and it's incredible. He also really likes getting scritched under the chin. He does. He does. God, I love him. I love him yeah. so much. I'm so upset that he's not in the Power Rangers. Version. I know, I know. Just rip that band-aid off now. You will not see him in anything else. Oh, oh it's so fucking it's sad. It's a problem. It's a huge problem. Um, I think this is a good time to do uh, a, an extremely short sort of like Andy's linguistic corner because I should talk about it real fast and never again. But the title of this show is Geki Ranger and Geki kind of like they don't use kanji for it. Uh, at least in the title, they, they spell it phonetically. No, they explain it in the show, actually. Oh, but they, the listeners they haven't do. seen it. Go ahead. Right. And so, like, in the, in the, in, like, the title of the show, it's just written phonetically. Geki could be part of, like, Kogeki for, like, attack or, like, various different things. There's, like, various different kanji that can be pronounced Geki. And so, like, it has a variety of meanings. But the one that they're going for here is, uh, is, like, like, violent. So it means it means like violent or, or or sort of angry or furious or that sort of thing. Oh, I thought it was literally animal key. No, no. Isn't that what and they say? The so, key is from like your key. Like Well, key is from Fu. your key. So what so they've they've done like a pun, right? So key mm, like as the sort okay, of okay, as the get, sort okay. of like, I'm like just key or chi or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's like also that. And so like what it is is kind of like violence energy. Okay. <laughs> it's the name of the show. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, but like it's like Geki. Geki is already sort of violence, and then Ki is from like Ki, like the energy from, you know, any number of martial arts things that you've ever seen. Uh it's I don't know, it's an odd little an odd little pun in the name. Uh they they finally like the only reason I know what's going on is because there's like a weird like sailor says not like a sailor says, it's like a weird like teaching moment thing at the yeah. end. Like a segment, it's, it's and she like shows the kanji. To sailor says, "Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of fun, but uh, it's a bit of a pun, and it basically means they're really violent and wild. And it 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 is only underscored by Jungle Boy, who is just an unrestrained <laughs> fucking madman. Yeah. Uh, while we're doing obscure obscure specific knowledge, uh, something yeah. I wanted to point out because I found it funny is somebody who's a big fan of kung fu and wushu movies." Uh, so, they, so one thing we haven't mentioned yet that's so fun on this, it's, it's not that well executed, but that's part of the charm of these movies or these shows in general, is that they've added wire work as well to the, mm, to the mm-hmm. combat. Um, yep. But they, they, they're also explicitly doing like Chinese and Kung Fu shit. And um, Kung Fu is not that popular in Japan. And mm. the, and the, uh, the martial arts takes a significant hit. The The people doing Kung Fu are a significantly lower caliber than we're used yeah. to for these movies. Or I, for, I said movies again for these shows. Um, and comparatively, it's actually quite popular in the States. And 
the light the uh, the unmasked fight scenes are pretty good in the in the jungle fury yeah interesting yeah. huh yeah i definitely noticed like a that's that's another part of why maybe i was feeling like this was a step down from abba rangers because the the choreo is just not really there either um yeah so. well it seems like the real focus in geki ranger is on the theming um, oh, I thought because... you were going to say on their JoJo stands, these the, the <laughs> ghostly the ghostly animals they summon when they do kung fu. <laughs> that, that's definitely also true. But um, I mean, in that in that same vein, so we have Ron and Retsu, who are the other two rangers, the yellow and the blue rangers, and they are the um, oh god, what are their beasts? The cheetah and jaguar and the, and the jaguar, yeah, and the the helmets and the, yeah, Jungle Boy becomes Tiger Boy becomes the tiger tiger red tiger ranger and mm -hmm. their helmets have little whiskers um <laughs> built into the side <laughs> and little like uwu nyan nyan cat mouths <laughs> on the front of the helmet and so i feel like so much of this show is really centered around this sort of kitty cat this well, yeah, <laughs> the, kitty cat yeah. it, so there's an odd choice here that again you know, on one hand, plays into the homemade quality that I love, uh, but also I clocked it, and that takes a little bit of the fun out. Their armor is basically the like a those sort of like spandex onesie, like a green man sort of look. And mm -hmm. aside from the helmet, and it's not impressive. No, no, it's no. funny because. It seems like all of the Zords, the Zord suits, and everything are are so over designed. <laughs> and like the villains are so over designed with shit all over, and then you go to the Rangers and they're just so under designed. And it's it's yeah. a really it has well, to be intentional because of all the stunt work that they do, but it's it's <laughs> oh, still really that's interesting. Fair. The Zords you are know? cool. So so the the spirit summoning Zords is <laughs> on one hand quite silly, and I and on one hand I was quite there for it. And and actually both hands I was there for it, but I have a different point that I was gonna make. That's the other yeah. hand. Um, I really like <laughs> I, really, I really liked this change because it completely negates the need for cockpit shots, which are just total drama killers. Yeah. I well, agree. and I would assume they still they still get there. Yeah, probably. But I, I liked this choice in this episode to not get it, inside at the, very the spirit least, animal. It in, it incorporates their their character their like beast zords into more of what they do organically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe distracts you from their subpar kung fu choreography. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if you don't want to watch them, you can watch a lion attack a tiger or something in CG ghost form. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's more or less what I have. What I think I have that's what I've got. Show. Um, well, the one the one other thing of note, but because again, I will bring it bring it up later, is our mantis. Our mantis villain, uh, our predator, predatory mantis, um, uh, before he gets on a government watch list, I assume, um, he transforms <laughs> in a grotesque, a grotesque yes, transformation <laughs> um, into a sort of more of a familiar looking. Yeah, if we're going to go Batman villain. terms, he goes from the... Mantis Man to Man Mantis. <laughs> well, he, well I, I think that's perhaps not specific enough. He goes to. <laughs> He goes to giant size. That's the important part, right? He does That's also. True. But yeah, I guess yeah. I suppose you're fair. Yeah, he does go from man to man, man, just but like 
he becomes too big for uh for a little boy to fight sure yeah yes um, <laughs> and so giant cat master shows up too. Also, oh no you know i had one final thought oh that was funny too um and i'm <laughs> sure that i'm sure the megazord appears at the start of the next episode but yeah, yeah. um they have codified something that I always appreciate because it just gives you full carte blanche to go full silly mustache twirly villain. They are literally powered by the sadness of children and they yes. go out of their way to like upset them. Well, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of Sailor Moon in that regard, right? Like they're feeding on on like sadness energy from regular yeah. randos. Yeah. And I yeah, it's great. It's really great. Like the yeah. uh, like Jungle John, his like his transformation, he can't figure out how to transform into his you know ranger form, and then like he sees a little girl being menaced by the, the mantis man, who's like, "Yes, cry harder, oh yes," <laughs> <laughs> and so then he rages out and finally transforms. But like, fuck yeah, I love it. I really yeah. do. Um, it had to be. I think it was the most anime of of the it, it shows. Totally yeah. Was. I, just with with all of the labored discussion about these like you know wild fist beast arts and key mm-hmm. you know wild key and all of these you know this this sort of magic system basically that they explain <laughs> yeah um, and uh, you know the like all the generals and all that kind of stuff it just it felt it felt the most anime I mean and you know panda wrestling I guess but uh, speaking yeah. of the most anime and I, I think we're gonna have to link this in the show notes um, the outro to this song I oh. can only describe to you as a combination of <laughs> a film major's like short film submission to film festival plus a middle school dancer teen. <laughs> this this it's so me. high art with such <laughs> low quality dancing and not well, high art in a good is... way it's like such like pandering oh, like attempting to be high art okay it is high art and then the, in the <laughs> this, is, this is also this is also a, a huge data point as to why this is very anime because there is a period of time i think that this falls right into because this is what around 2007 2008, 2008 where i think yeah. where every not every anime, but boy, a lot of anime. Their ending themes had the main cast doing some sort of choreographed dance designed to get otakus to do it together for videos at <laughs> conventions and shit. And like, you know, obviously the peak of this is Haruhi Suzumiya with the nazo nazo mitai ni. I'm bringing it back. Where eh, this is a demerit. This is a de- this yeah. is an anime demerit. We've well, been, okay, but if you know what one. I'm talking about, you know what the I'm talking about. The scale has been do. slowly sliding towards more generous, but that was far outside the, the strike zone. <laughs> um, Suffice yeah. to say, the dumb dance in the ending theme that you should learn because kids learn this dance is extremely, extremely anime. Except the most <laughs> important part in this ending, in this outro for uh, Geki Ranger, is that it is the cat Muppet. It's the big cat <laughs> Muppet man. With his little tiny paw hands, and he's doing he's doing these dances in different scenes, and it's just all these cutaways, and this this delightful little creature is doing is doing dancing all over the place, and uh. um, it will improve your life to watch it, hundred percent guaranteed. <laughs>
Hey, Andy. Yeah, what's up? What's up, my buddy? Uh, so this week, uh, we actually have, uh, you know, from time to time, from time to time, Saturday morning, Tuesdays, as a as a four-quadrant show, right? Adult shows, mm-hmm. children's cartoons. We, we kind of hit everything. Uh, we get reached Sorry, out what to... The other, by- what are the other two quadrants? <laughs> uh, babies and monsters. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> But anyway, right now this is this is mostly about those first two. Um, and what were those we again? Re- Sorry, adults and children. Adults and children. Thank you. So we get reached out to by people who need uh, to get a message out, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been there's been a dangerous new trend amongst amongst Gen Z, amongst the kids, and uh, I think they just want to make sure everybody knows their options and they don't have to, you know, succumb to peer pressure. So if yeah. you could tell everybody about the dangers of skunk dunking, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. I this is this is a really interesting time right now on the internet because, you know, every Tom Dick and Zuckerberg can kind of just sort of get whatever irresponsible advertising in front of the eyes of our impressionable young children and older adults. And they there's not a lot of vetting and there has been a viral video going around Promoting, promoting a product called Dunk the Skunk, and I, I have to tell you, this has not gone through any sort of rigorous FDA studies or anything. And in fact, most hospitals uh, that I've talked to, that I've interviewed, have have expressed a lot of worry. So, but kids love it. The kids do love it, and that's the thing: is that it feels great and it looks cool. And you know, it, there's a bit of a weird TikTok culture going on where guys are getting into the bathroom together. Oh, the dunk skunk challenge. And they're doing the dunk skunk challenge together, seeing how long they can dunk it before they before the third degree burns set in. And your skunk oh, no. is not made for this. This no, is it not, hates burns. It hates burns. <laughs> this is not healthy for the skunk. That 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 metal filament that goes inside, it's not very shielded. It's really easy to sort of nudge your skunk up against the hot wire and and just cause a lot of damage to the skunk that nobody's going to be a, a, appreciative of. Not you, not your partners. Plus, you're supposed to use distilled water in this skunk dunker, and nobody's doing that. These teens are getting water straight from the nasty school tap. Or they're using milk. Or they're using milk, because milk was mentioned a lot in that viral video. It, it, it was a very frustrating analogy that was drawn, and... and uh, I'll just say it. Skunk infections are on the rise at, on a level that we haven't seen since 1912. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like we got to get the word out. We got to put some counter messaging out. We got to say. Your, cr- your crotch isn't a latte cup. It's not a latte cup. Don't froth the broth. You just, <laughs> you just shouldn't do this. Well, and we would never, we would never run an ad like that because we no. have a lot of safeguards in place. No. So, you know. God. And we're all about, you know responsible advertising and and getting the the word of science out we only endorse a product we use ourselves yeah exactly i'll admit i'm frequently late because i uh have uh you know put off cleaning myself uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. possibly intentionally with the with the intention of dunking my skunk before i leave the house well and this is so this is this is something that i'd love i'd love to talk about because more science is coming out that actually says that it's healthy for your skunk to have a bit of funk. And if you <laughs> continually keep dunking your skunk, you're going to just wash away the natural skunk funk. You're going to give up the funk. 
you're gonna give up the right. funk and you're gonna end up in a nasty dunk and i just don't you're think gonna that turn that's... it into disco it's yeah and <laughs> it's gonna and be all, all disco sudden, down there <laughs> all of a sudden you got four on the floor and 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 no one knows what they're doing no one's wearing protection it's this is look this is just something that we have to get uh, uh, under control well protection falls right off after you've glo- after a gl- <laughs> glisteningly clean skunk yeah follow our youtube channel we'll have some some safe videos as smooth as a dolphin's back <laughs> <laughs> some safe videos on how to keep the the healthy funk on your skunk say no to the dunk say no to the dunk be a funk hunk don't dunk your skunk <laughs> Rangers, I we're back uh, with our final segment of the whole arc. Uh, you guys, it is our fun discussion about Power Rangers Jungle Fury Episode 1, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, and where we do have fun in games. Um, but first, we got to talk about that intro theme mm. as well, because I got to say, mm. when I first heard this sort of power pop punk uh jungle fury theme i was mortified and I know. then and then i kind of and then i was like in the kitchen to myself was like i got the power of it's not bad fury. but it, it is it is pretty tone deaf like to just have a smash mouth song before <laughs> power I, I was kind of getting the like uh you're not the boss of me now malcolm in the middle oh sure oh, they might be giants i what I so given our context with this show, uh, if if you need a touchstone, uh, if if I obviously you've already heard the theme song, but what I thought it was sounded the most like was Beyblade or the Pokemon Johto theme song, <laughs> um, like something so it has a lot of DNA. It, well, it's, well, you we have to clip drop anything you've mentioned, so. <laughs> <laughs> But I also cannot stop listening to this theme song. Like it, 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 I don't know. It got under my skin. It does. It does. Like a, like a weird termite. <laughs> like a skin termite, like a bone termite. Yeah. <laughs> that you might get in the jungle. Um, so here's the synopsis for episode one. 
Casey Rhodes, Lily Chillman, and Theo Martin are selected to be their academy's martial arts masters in training, when upon the death of their master and release of the evil demonic entity Dai Shi, they are assigned a new master and a new role. Meanwhile, former selected Academy apprentice Jared comes under the control of <laughs> yeah, Dai this Shi. Com- this definitely completely leaves out how they're abandoned in a pizza parlor and, and have, to, <laughs> <laughs> have to busk for their meal. <laughs> oh, oh my God. it leaves out quite a lot, actually. Um. I I want to I want to get this out of the way first. We yeah. had not intended to watch this episode. No, we we wanted to. What we our our heart's desire was to jump somewhere in the middle of this monstrosity and watch something completely out of context. And right, we'd we'd gotten used to so many of these setup episodes that we wanted to really just like jump into the middle of a monster of the week, and we thought we would get a fun one that was a clip show episode called uh, "Don't Blow That Dough." Don't blow that dough. Um, and we watched it and it was, uh, I, I kind of, I kind of championed for this one. And in my experience with clip shows and especially with children's show clip shows, they're very handholdy and do a yeah. shitload of setup for the clips. And this one was all over the place, man. This one, this one was fully deep in the mythos of the show and randomly cut in between the entire the entire series up to this point it was yeah. only difficult to parse you know what this was this was not a a really a clip show in the traditional sense it felt like an investor reel to show kids which toy lines they currently have available <laughs> it was like oh did you not know that we have how many other like expansion packs for the megazord uh so let's show you the show context for all of the new things you can buy yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I very strongly like that. I uh, I guarantee you that that question. Okay, I'm. We're not talking about the clip show very much, but one of the one. Of, it's like a, it's like set up like a weird fucked up quiz show, and they're getting quizzed on the plot of the first twenty five episodes. <laughs> and one of the questions was, "What are the first weapons RJ designed?" And then it's just a whole bunch of clips of these weapons that I'm almost positive you could buy in action figure form. Yeah, and totally. so I'm, I'm I'm on board with how you, how you're explaining that. I think that's right. But if the stated goal of a clip show is to catch someone up to where you're at because you're worried not everyone's seen every episode, it failed on every account. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Had I I had no idea what was going on. I was piecing some of it together, but then when we decided to flip and like, okay, we can't do this. We got to watch episode one. Like, there's so much more helpful information in this first episode yeah. that and like, I kind of I kind of liked it. You know? Yeah. It's, um, it's it's hard watching it back to back with Geki Ranger and in general with the sort of Japanese version of these Super Sentai shows. There's so much more fun that it's mm-hmm. it's hard to not be a little jaded to the American versions. Yeah. I kind of like mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. So so the way that this episode takes us in, um, it it's it's actually interesting because it's kind of a switcheroo of what we've seen with some of the Japanese versions of these shows where. Our three main characters are like kind of like from birth. They're some sort of Shaolin temple. They're like, yeah, yeah they're like trained warriors who understood the assignment. There's the, the right. weird, wacky fish out of water story, which usually comes with the American version. And you know, you have the guy who's like, what's a Power Ranger? You know, that happens well, in the yeah, Japanese version. Yeah, this is version. all fun and games for you, but I'm going to go back to class. I can't be fighting bad guys. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Whole- yeah. Like none of that. They're all literally at Power Ranger school, basically. Uh-huh. Um, 
and and it's nice. It is it is nice. We skip a lot of that bullshit. Um, right, right. Yeah, and so, yeah. So we have these three. Well, we had we, well, we have three students that are kind of heir apparent to this this beast power, and <laughs> uh, and then one of them is clearly an evil kid with the most indecipherable <laughs> accent. I've ever heard. We open on that they've been just sort of standing at attention, apparently for at least a full day. <laughs> yeah, just funny. And uh, there's a fun moment. I'm, I, I'm sure there's, you know, an obvious sexist interpretation of it, but I got a chuckle. Hey, Theo, did my butt get up with me? I can't tell. I'm numb. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's actually, it's kind of funny. She doesn't. I don't know. None of the actors in this show are particularly good but it was a funny moment well do Uh, you know uh who that that actress uh who plays uh what's her name lily Um, lily do you know what else she's been in no um she was jules in cabin in the woods oh cabin in the woods fun she gets to fuck chris hemsworth in cabin in the woods (laughs) she 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 like she like bones chris hemsworth in the woods (laughs) um So she actually has done a bunch of stuff. So it was it was actually a little weird to see her much much younger in this. <laughs> um, yeah, because she's she's she kind of goes all out in that movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's uh, so but funny. Yeah, yeah. So she's one of the few people of like they're actually well they actually did stuff. I uh all right so they're. Their order of the claw, the Pai Shua, has like some sort of ten thousand year history of guarding a box, and this box holds Dai Shi, some sort of horrible old demon who believed animals should rule the world and all humans should die. And they got him in a box, and it's like we got to protect a box. And Jared has been passed over for promotion because he's demonstrated how much of a shitbag he is. And it's kind uh, of fun because he's like clearly thirty, or the rest, of the, the rest are kids. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. I keep like keep not getting this promotion, and it's getting to him. It's believable, if not incredibly silly and fun to see this like grown ass man in training with teenagers who clearly <laughs> hates it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his also his face is like. One of those weird Hollywood faces that just have chiseled, weird chiseled cheekbones. It's like handsome just on an, paper that doesn't quite doesn't quite play. No, and yeah. we, I just like I, an AI designed play, your face. Yes, <laughs> yeah. we have to play clips of his voice because apparently he's a New Zealand actor. Because I had to figure out where where he's from, what accent he's trying to do, um, because he's yelling at like a towel boy. He's like, "Where's my towel, cub?" Um, and it's just it's all over the place. Where's my towel, cub? Go get me a towel. Move it. That's a direct order from a senior student. And that towel boy, Albert Einstein. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, that towel boy becomes the Blue Ranger instead, or the Red Ranger. The and, Red Ranger. Uh, yeah. He is. This is Casey. He's Casey. he's the closest we get to a fish out of water. He just is not ready for the promotion. He's new, and and it's and, so funny because they are in what is most closely approximated to a Shaolin temple. And the idea that a Shaolin temple has towel boys who are just like, look, I'm not, look, I don't do all the Kung Fu. I'm just sort of, <laughs> look, I've been part of this ancient secret society since birth. I assume I don't have parents or anything. Um, it's unclear, but I, you know, I'm just here for the towels. <laughs> well, the, uh, 
what's so funny I'm is the that... Adam Sandler character. I'm the water. <laughs> the shell their master. The <laughs> so their master dies in this like because uh, Jared gets really mad. He fights the master. Um, what I thought was cool. And they, they've taken more cues in this first episode from the first episode of um, of Geki Ranger than we've seen happen in the previous two that we watched because totally. there's like a few there's like a few interesting parallels. So in this one, their master is holding the box with one arm and has to fight Jared in, in a way very similar to the way Miki held the briefcase with one arm and had to fight the Mantis yeah, Man. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I don't know. It's just like they're they're sort of looking at the original for ideas in a way that I don't think they were really doing before. Um, but he ends up dying. The master dies because the big demon guy gets out and he runs away and it's like, oh, no. But as he's laying there dying, he's like, you have to inherit. You have to become masters of Kung Fu. <laughs> and Casey's like, I haven't even mastered handing out towels yet. <laughs> <laughs> I was working on my towel skills. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. And then he bequeaths them. Uh, he, doesn't he bequeath them the, the pizza parlor? Doesn't it, don't they? Don't, no, he tells them, he gives them an address in California. Here, okay, go to the okay. like Beach Bluffs or whatever. <laughs> I thought they owned it. I thought he owned it or something. No, no, RJ no he just gave them like a, a business card. Or something. Okay. Yeah. Go to this pizza place and find your new master. <laughs> uh, and, and meanwhile, uh, Daishi, the bad demon... Uh, finds Jared running away through the forest and uh, fully inhabits his body, I guess. And so for the rest of the show, I think it's the bad, spooky bad guy in Jared's body. So we get to have a a human doing it. Um, right. But, but he always sucked to begin with. So it's... it's yeah, right. he, he had antagonist of the show energy from the very... Before he even speaks a line, this guy was cast right. as a villain. And it's mm-hmm. it's transparent, and that's it was kind of that's kind of fun too, um, like that he's able to pull off like clearly the whole villain, like clearly the villain of the show, before yeah. he even speaks a line is kind of neat. It, it would be kind of fun if there's more of a like a dialogue, and maybe I don't know, I don't really trust them to go that far into the character, but the sort of like battle between Jared and Daishi, sure. <laughs> sort of within his brain or something. His name is Jared. Yeah. I can't. I can't overstate. We're, I'm going to talk about this again later, but there are so many white people in this show where they're. It it's like odd. it's like it's never been more apparent that a secret like secret organization called the Paishwa is just all middle aged white men. Yeah, especially when yeah they're taking more Asian names for for this yeah. version, and it be, yeah it just becomes all the more. Uh, but but ironically, uh, like I said, just kung fu is just bigger here. So we it's a. It's a white cast, which is, you know, not awesome. Uh, the Kung Fu is just significantly better than yeah. in Japan, which yeah. was, which is expected if you know that that's not a popular form in Japan. But like, you're, I was not expecting the quality of the martial arts to go up in the American interpretation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty fun, actually. I, I was a nice surprise. Yeah, uh, it's one of the only things. Uh, I mean, it certainly doesn't have the acting to to propel it forward in this in Jungle Fury. So yeah, at least All, the choreo is unlike really good. Jungle John, who is the zenith of, <laughs> of acting. <laughs> um, I also I would love to know if there is any season of American Power Rangers that has a Red Ranger main character that is not just a white boy. I'm sure not. I'm sure not. 
It's tradition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because both these shows do their best to subvert the genre and have the Red Ranger be not the like clear leader, although I'm sure he grows to be that in the Japanese one and probably the American one. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I don't know, you're, you're signaling that this is the white man's journey. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. By making by making him the Red Ranger, he's going to be the most important. He's the one who's going to have a hero's arc and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's it's all it's just like to the point that we you know, uh, Abba Ranger or not Abba. Well, what was the Dino? Uh, Dino uh, Thunder. Thunder Ranger. Dino Thunder. Oh yeah, last um, time. Yeah, sorry. You know the the girl was the Yellow Ranger, and the minority male character. Uh, was the Blue Ranger, and they kind of now just keep getting placed in that, these yeah. sort of side, you know, uh, slotted in, you know? Yeah, um, this is where we put them. This is where they go, because they're, they're, not, they're not the main character. It's just like, guys, come on, guys. And it's totally arbitrary, too, like, right? Totally. Like, there's no yeah. law saying that the Blue Ranger can't be in charge. It, right. It, so they, they've made up a rule that the Red Ranger has to be the boss ranger, and then they are putting a white kid in that spot. It's yeah, it's well, nonsense. Yeah. And it's it's even funnier. So I I watched. So we'll talk about this now. I I I skimmed through the rest of the uh, the clip show. So there is a whole apparently what seems like a whole arc where they have to go and find these like. Uh, uh, what is their organization called again? The Pai Paishwa. They have to find these like ancient Paishwa masters of like different animals, and right. yeah, the... they look they they look really cool or whatever. It's the elephant, the bat, and the shark. And Master their names Swoop are and Master, Master Fant. Fant, Master Swoop, and Master Finn. And I was like, oh, what are these guys gonna be? And without fail, middle aged white guy, middle aged white guy, middle aged white guy. Except one of them is like. What <laughs> I'm like a Matrix, like the Morpheus, Morpheus I, or the Matrix yeah, knockoff. I liked the Hill guy. I liked the like <laughs> yeah. the, the the bearded, long haired fellow. He was with a ball and chain. With yeah. the ball and chain, but uh, but um, that notwithstanding, so I did like that addition uh, for uh, something completely um, irrespective of the uh, the dubious casting choice, um, because in the Japanese version. Uh, they are cast as the wild rangers who are against the predatory rangers, but the wild rangers are all three predator cats. Like, yeah, for one, I, mm-hmm. I would have gone with three different, like something a little bit more specific than three cats, just because like mm-hmm. it's visually diamorphic and interesting. But they're yeah. clearly predators, and I didn't. I mean, on one hand, I don't give a fuck, but on the other hand, it just felt like why can't we see some baller? Some baller or herbivorous or herbivorous, yeah, herbivorous, sure. yeah, herbivorous. Why herbivorous. Uh, I agree, animals like a that sick are like antelope. Yeah, well, there is, they do get an antelope down the line. The they do get an antelope. gorilla, antelope, and penguin. Penguin, <laughs> oh my god, again, they go into the spirit world to find these like long dead masters of gorilla, antelope, and penguin. All more old white guys, and then we get to see how they add to the Megazord, and the penguin one is just one of the Megazord's feet, and it has a cute little penguin face, and it goes like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not scary at all. <laughs> I don't know why penguins in there. 
I'm glad it is. Penguins a dark horse. Penguins are jungle animals. <laughs> They're definitely not. Jungle no. Fury, here's my penguin. <laughs> Came the they're not even threatening in the you know in the Antarctic, right? Like no, on home, home, home field advantage is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I know we haven't talked about RJ yet, but I just want to say one more while we're thinking about that clip show. Uh, an episode that I wish we would have watched now is the one where we meet Finn, the shark master, because he shows up very dramatically and is like, yes, I'm Master Finn. And we cut over to RJ and he goes, hello, dad. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> hello, it's dad. It's so dramatic. It's a, very, it's a very ellipsed reveal. Oh, no. Uh, so um, you, you've spoken the name of the pizza man. Uh, so we should probably transition the scene over to the pizza shop, the Jungle Karma Pizza Shop, where is it called Jungle Karma Pizza? It is called Jungle Karma Pizza. No. Yes, way. And and they go there. So the kids go there. And uh, before they meet the pizza man himself, RJ, they do some light racism. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they walk in and immediately in just a booth see an old Asian man who's just sitting <laughs> at the booth and like, that's, that's the one. Cause their master told them to find a, their new master. So like, Oh, he must be the guy. So they just, you know, start talking to him. I'm Theo. This is Lily. And this is, this is someone who is in way over his head. We're from the Pai Shua school and ready to take on evil and defeat it. You have our total obedience. We're eager to learn everything you have to teach us master. Yes. Treat us to your words of wisdom. Check. Okay, wrong guy. Check, please. And <laughs> leaves because it's like these fucking kids are are being are doing a racism to me. <laughs> and so... I don't. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the moment. You know, it's so the the reveal is that their true master is is this is this sort of surfer white pizza, pizza man. man. <laughs> Yeah, it was the white yeah. guy all along. It was the he white man comes all out, along. He comes out with it with a almost offensively white face because um, he had some kind of pizza explosion. <laughs> covered in flour. <laughs> He's just too white. <laughs> oh no! As the driven snow. Oh, it's um, really, it's really just so weird. Their choice here. He's like a, he's like a surfer stoner who owns a pizza joint, but also he's an order of a secret ancient, like <laughs> order of. He's a member of an ancient order of like Shaolin monks. I don't understand yeah. how this happens. Why do you end up at a pizza place? Like what? I mean, even ask the Ninja Turtles, man. Oh, this. Yeah, I mean, later when we see his, like, his, like, you know, training dojo slash basketball court slash studio apartment upstairs, uh, it has strong Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sewer vibes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's really what they're going for. Um, but, yeah, he, he sort of plays it cool and is like, whoa, new customers. Welcome to Jungle Karma Pizza. The name's RJ. No, no, we're not customers. We're looking for... Our master. Aren't we all? You're looking for your master. If you're supposed to meet him here, then I suggest you wait. You can work here until he shows up. 
And then, you know, the the corpse putty patrol people are, are out on the streets. So they go out and reuse some footage um, and fight them. And then we find out that uh, RJ has some sort of magic powers. He's not like a transforming ranger at this point. He just has like weird psychic beast energy that he uses to save the day. He makes um, the Mantis Man explode with his mind. He does. Um, and so they, they go in to and see his cool loft apartment above the pizza shop <laughs> where he explains the rules of Power Rangers. And he says, we're dropping this clip. He says, do you ever hear of the Power Rangers? Yeah, who hasn't? Well, guess what? You be them. No way. Does no it you way. be them? <laughs> you be them, baby. <laughs> they also I took I took some severe umbrage with the fact that the kids, both the kids and RJ refer to their their gi that they're wearing from this ancient temple as pajamas. Oh. <laughs> um yeah. Because yeah. you know, it's just not only is it completely ignorant of like uh-huh. Where they, that where they were supposedly raised from birth, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. a place they were raised from birth, and just like we got to get out of these stinky old pajamas. Like, <laughs> no, you guys, you don't have parents. You literally grew up in this do in this like ancient mountain dojo. Like, what do you, what, what? Yeah, and and yeah, and then RJ also, you know, get out of those dang old pajamas. Put on some cool new outfits. Like, you guys, yep. stop. It sucks. Also, they didn't use recycled footage where they had to like make do with characters in geese on you know uh, inexplicably. Uh, yeah, this was a choice to put them in something of a traditional garb and then be like, "Look at us, we're so we're we're clowns. Look at these, we're, we're so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so silly." It's, yeah, it's tone deaf as shit. Yeah, what I want to what I want to highlight here, I find interesting. RJ RJ says. It's it's almost like purposely making this more confusing because it seems like their training from birth at this temple was to be, I don't know, just badass like people with beast powers. But now being a Power Ranger is like different and extra. And why don't we have both? Right. And he explained, like, he goes out of his way to explain they're like a separate faction that's like unrelated yeah. to what you guys were doing. He says, so I knew this guy who knew this other guy who had an uncle who had a connection. Anyway, he tapped into the morphing grid and voila. Who tapped into the morphing grid? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He tapped into the morphing grid. And you know I immediately Googled morphing grid and I found, I'm just going to share this with us privately right now. I found this YouTube video essay called What is the Morphing Grid? Where you can listen oh, for five, no. five minutes and 45 seconds. A guy standing in front of all of his nerd memorabilia tell you all about the arcs from the fucking boom comics and the comic, tra- like, tra- crossovers with TMNT and how oh, the Morphin Grid is is like fucking the Flash's Speed Force and other crazy <laughs> oh. Welcome to the deep end. Welcome to the Morphin Grid. <laughs> what I love about this also is that 
one of the things he mentions that I, it doesn't really have anything to do with the Morphin Grid. I just think it's so funny. He talks about this thing called the uh, the Ranger Slayer, which is an <laughs> alternate universe version of Kimberly from the first one who works for a bad what? guy now. And she's like an evil archer pink ranger who hunts other wait, rangers. Wait, is this just his own completely made up headcanon? No, no this no. is from the comic books. And I just oh. think it's, it's, such a, it's such a clear indicator that like, the actual stuff that permeated into the culture was those first three seasons, and nobody really. Oh, totally. Knows the sure. Rest. No, outside of Mighty Morphin. No, like I said, w- we did hear rumblings that that certain generations had a certain fondness for certain seasons, but as a as a zeitgeist, yeah. once it we lost those sort of like three years that were called Mighty Morphin, it was not quite the same. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, cultural and- capital. I'm honestly obsessed with the idea of of power of the Power Rangers like cinematic universe of the <laughs> of the, the extended canon of this universe where Power Rangers do exist but then kind of you know pop up once a year right as a different crew and that you know big sort of citywide Megazord events sort of happen on a regular basis <laughs> yeah and you know I mean it doesn't hold anywhere up in at California. All. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, no, it doesn't it doesn't hold up one bit, but I kind of would love it if they it's fun, you know, if if they dealt with the aftermath, because everybody says like, oh, yeah, Power Rangers. Right. But then, you know, suddenly it's the first time anybody's seen a giant robot in California. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have any final thoughts on this episode before we leave? Yeah. So the one, the other baffling choice along with RJ's like gift to them and, and telling them about, you know, hacking into the morphing grid, he get his, the transformers that he gives them are called solar morphers and these are sunglasses. And (laughs) that is not what they get in Geki Ranger. In Geki Ranger, they have these sort of art fist mounted paw, little paw, kitty paw launch, uh, morphers. And yes. and you can still see them very clearly in the footage they use in Jungle Fury. Like it, they're there. The the sunglasses are not part of the like outfit. You know, it's it's an added thing. I guess they assume they could sell them better. They could sell the yeah. sunglasses better. Well, maybe um, maybe it's one of those things where they're like, well, we've already got all these people like year over year buying our like arm mounted shit. Like they can't wear them at the same time. We should give them other accessories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll like branch out to like maybe the next season we'll have like sock morphers. They just wear <laughs> these these special socks. <laughs> So I have a question. So I, I don't, I am not as interested in ranking the the Japanese versions only because I think they're kind of incomparable. And we would actually, if if we had any insight to which one was quote unquote best, it would be uh, which was most successful as an episode one. But I would be interested to hear how people feel about the three American versions we watched and kind of, if not rank them, then sort of high level thoughts. But I'm kind of going for ranking a little bit. Cause and I'll and I'll and I'll put my my heart on my sleeve. I thought I thought Jungle Fury was the best. I thought this was the most fun of the three American Power Ranger shows we watched. Interesting. I I'm I'm on the fence, but I'm inclined to agree with you, Rory. Um, I think 
it is it was to me it was the most watchable of the sort of totally U- u.s I, footage I feel that yeah the most watchable u.s footage like we didn't have that sort of bulk and skull theme stanking oh, it up anytime God. you know like there were there weren't the the ancillary characters were not as uh you know screen screen time wasty yeah yeah exactly (laughs) um and and you know some of those actors have actually done stuff (laughs) in jungle (laughs) fury you know like uh you know it wasn't it wasn't awful it was just you know still not as good as gecky ranger but no, it, no, it right. Was, I think it was the best no, live I, action I, content. I, I think anybody who's listened to these episodes is fully aware we think that every <laughs> Japanese iteration is significantly higher quality yeah. than the American yeah. counterpart. That is not a surprise. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, a different. I'm gonna be a different take here. I actually like Dino Thunder the best of the uh, of the Power Rangers shows. Okay, I, I need you to explain that. I think that it's. I think I thought it was more more fun. I liked Tommy. I liked the dynamic of Tommy, like old old ranger who's reticent to talk about his past, like shepherding a new uh, young generation. It was kind of cool, bringing his porn star energy. (laughs) (laughs) The the show had such unapologetic Disney vibes that I, I I personally can't get behind it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I had, I think I had more fun with it. I think the what I what I didn't what I bounced off of Jungle Fury a little bit was it felt really, uh, I don't know, disingenuous is maybe not the right word, but like that stuff we were talking about with like how aggressively white it seemed at times, like it all had this sort of veneer of that like is that fakeness. is a hard that is a hard thing to leverage singularly, and I'm curious oh, if maybe I you're know. suffering yeah, from I know. That, a little bit of a little bit of recency bias, yeah. No, 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 no. There's there's something about there's something about the energy to this show that just felt really a little like, whiter. The little whiter and a, a little a little a little disconnected. That stuff we were talking about with how they like these kids don't seem like they were raised in a different country in a temple. Like like no, there's something so like strangely like separated and like I don't know, just forcefully nothing about the characters and their situation. And if they're at a pizza parlor, like it just screams uh, like the, I kind of I don't loved they, that we could get within the con within the confines of the universe we find ourselves. Uh, I would say we get believably from a mountaintop Shaolin temple to a pizza parlor in California, <laughs> somewhat believably, and that was kind of fun. No, uh, <laughs> the dying guy just has a slip with a California. I know, but I believed it. But I believed it. I believe that that show took us there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah, Mighty Morphin is the worst, right? It's terrible. Ooh, I don't know, man. I really oh, did not. Oh God, have... really? It, it, so, so, so. By by any measurable metric, like once you try to sort of box art, I have to give it to you. Um, by yeah, my because me- measurable that that's what metrics are. They they're measurable. I know, they... I know. Let me fucking finish. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy Dino Thunder that much. Yeah. I also hated it quite a lot. Um, <laughs> there is there is something to be said about how, like, when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is, like, you know, the iconic one, and then things after Mighty Morphin kind of feel like the direct-to-video version. Like, it's pretty damning when it, you I've feel like a lot I've only seen of- 
the premiere of Mighty Morphin. I know, and that's fair. I and, know and you guys I, have I, other context I of the full show of Mighty Morphin. I don't think I'm letting nostalgia color my color my interpretation here because while I did have that period of my life, I remember nothing about the show and nothing about the films, and I saw a lot of both. But I, I it's a it's a blank void in me. It, it does not hold a special space in my heart uh, as a as a thirty something. Um, I mean, it does, but not specifically. You know what I mean? Like, not yeah. individual episodes or, or films or whatever. Um, I don't think it's, like I said, by any measurable quality, <laughs> gone to my head, I'd have to say Dino Thunder is better. But I just, I didn't vibe with it. And and um, as a show that is, you know, inheriting a long legacy, it, I ex- maybe I expected more from it. I'm not sure. Um. Look, we, we're going to have to end this episode at some point. Ah. So I, what I want to say to sort of wrap all of this up is what do we feel like we learned from this whole excursion, you know, from start to finish? Watch, um, watch, pick a Japanese Super Sentai show and watch it. It's a blast. Yes, uh, I, that's what I, I would learned. recommend. I would recommend Geki Ranger after of the three we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. but, but also Abba Ranger feel- is great. It feels yeah. like you could pick just about any, and they're and they're going to be Ranger, silly and fun. If you if you really like Mighty Morphin and you really want to see that context in a different light, I highly recommend looking up G Ranger. Um, it's yeah, so fun! I, it's so fun. In a, in a similar way, I'm I, I liked Abba Ranger better than I liked Gaki Ranger, at least the first episode. But I loved them both so hard. Uh, it it's just it's just such a good time. I think what I I think what I'm taking away from this though is that like. You can you can say this all you want, like, oh, I'm going to say the state the statement and you're going to be like, yeah, duh. But like doing cartoons in live action is extremely uncomfortable and it doesn't have to be bad. But what it is, is is it's a tightrope. And I feel like the Japanese live action has figured out how to do it. And the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers angle sort of didn't. Well, because and... I mean, and they have more experience going the other way too, right? Where like they yep. they'll do anime that may as well be live action, but they've chosen to not be. And um, in terms of li- the limitations of the medium, like could go either way, right? You have a script, and you're like, "What do I do with this?" Right. Yeah, right. Let's animate it. <laughs> yeah, and I I just it's 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 so weird. Especially, especially Mighty Morphin, the original, where we were talking about Skull and whatever, like the, the the just sort of cartoony underscoring and like the overacting, like it's really jarring and and and, and unfortunate and uncomfortable for me to watch. Uh, well, but yeah, it's and the like, kind of thing that in a cartoon would make sense. Yeah, and well, Super Sentai, they just they went all out on kind of everything, and the 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 Saban Power Ranger shows are kind of a battle of like cutting cost what you know adjusting to what they think americans would like yeah they they you really know, feel a, they feel designed for profit yeah choices were made based off of you know mass yeah. data we also know mm-hmm. how much they hated hiring union actors also i found out <laughs> that this season uh did that continue Jungle? i assumed that mighty morphin was sort of an aberration well it, well it was I, a saturday I, morning show no i mean i think they continued a lot of bad work you know work complaints as well as jungle fury i found out that jungle fury uh this whole season they hired scab writers for the during the writer's strike oh Um, no this whole season was written by scab writers uh so they did not give a shit um 
about yeah. union work and uh uh you know fuck them <laughs> yeah yeah that sucks yeah oh that sucks so much yeah um man i don't know i don't know what else we got this was a lot of fun i would uh if 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 the 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 fancy took us at some point on this show i would i would do tokusatsu content at a, at a heartbeat again on this podcast like i'd love to patreon a film maybe mm-hmm. yeah we could get we could get in somewhere like watch watch a I don't know. Get into like get out of Sentai maybe and go into the 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 common rider oh, or the oh like, any, sure like, the stuff that's sort of like other yeah, largely yeah. In, mm-hmm. in the honestly context, I or... think the biggest obstacle right now with that content is just how much harder it is to share on an audio medium because when you're watching that subtitled content it's just right you know we well, want yeah, to sure. share all the you silliness can't share the subtitles you. you also can't share the literal silliness which is mostly visual yeah yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. We we want you to go check it out. <laughs> so go check it out. Yeah, Let go us, check bu- it out. Bug us, on the, bug us on the Discord if you want links or whatever. You can't find shit. Like, we'll help you out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, well, gentlemen, uh, thanks very much for this, for this arc. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see you next Tuesday. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. (laughs) And you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. (laughs) It comes out most Saturdays. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy, me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy, me, and I've Read Dune. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows really and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, (laughs) Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.